0: So in Brazil, the schools are not open Mm -hmm. and children cannot go to school, but also children from public school, most of them, as I said, only one third have access to internet.
1: This is a podcast called Walk, Talk, Listen, an attempt to connect people and make this world a bit better by sharing opinions and experiences based on the belief that everyone's perspective is true, albeit partial. My name is Maurice Blum, and I would like to welcome you to yet another episode of Walk, Talk. Good day, everybody. This is another episode of the podcast Walk, Talk, Listen, and I, like usual, I'm, I'm delighted with today's guest, who will introduce herself as usual as well. Anna, please go ahead.
0: Hi, everyone. Uh, thank you, Maurice. I'm so happy to be here and to talk to you and to everyone that is listening. I'm Anna. I'm a Brazilian. I actually graduated in journalism, but I am now currently a teacher, uh, part of a program of educational leaderships called Teach for All. And I am also a member of the Focolare movement as a youth for United World. And I also collaborate with Religions for Peace, an international interfaith uh, dialogue uh, institution. uh, As... A member of the youth multimedia team, so I usually uh, participate in those institutions, helping in the communication field.
1: Great, and and, and for the listeners uh, who have been with us uh, from the beginning, I uh, interviewed uh, Azakaram uh, from Religions for Peace in one of the initial uh, episodes as well. So if you would like to know more about the religions for peace. You should check out the conversation that I had with with her. Um, but I'm really curious about the Focolare movement because you know uh, you're inspired by by the movement and and by the founders. So tell a little bit what is that about and why are you inspired by that?
0: Mm-hmm. The movement—it's a Catholic movement that works for uh, ecumenism and interfaith dialogue—that was born in the middle of the Second World War. That in that moment, a group of women um, found themselves together in the middle of the world and looking uh, for something, uh, for a meaning, for a for something to do with their lives in in that moment. So one of them wanted to study and couldn't study anymore. Another was going to get married and couldn't because uh, the the boy, uh, uh, unfortunately, was dead because of the war. So many of them lost what they had in that moment because of course, Second World War. And then together, because of the relationship they had, they found out that they could do something better and they wanted to work for, for a united world. Mm-hmm. So in that moment, uh, living together with one another and especially finding the love in the relationship, so loving each other and in that way, finding God in each other and finding God through love they were able to look to that situation and see something better coming out of that. So they started to live truly every day for a more united world, a world where we don't have more barriers uh, between countries or cultures or languages. And right now the Focolati movement, it's present all over the world, more than 180 countries where We leave the idea of unity where um, even with different culture or different religion or different countries, we are able to get to know each other and truly love each other and build a relationship where we can build a more united world.
1: So it's what I under. Do I understand it correctly? It's not only for Catholics anymore. So it's it's uh, goes beyond yes. Christianity, or it's only within Christianity. No,
0: it's beyond uh, Christianity. Uh, we are open for Christians, for people of other religion, and even people that don't have any uh, faith tradition or don't believe in god or any or anything like that our goal is to build a united world and to build a united world we need everybody Mm -hmm. so really there's no distinction distinction of religion or culture or anything so it's open for everybody any age Mm -hmm. not only the youth everybody
1: so can you then explain to me on a um, what does that mean actually now in 2021 for you as a person? You know how how um, yeah. What do you do differently than than some of the other people from your your age that are not part of the movement?
0: Mm, I see myself a little bit as they were in the middle of the Second World War. So we are in this time of pandemic and. Sometimes we don't see how it will end or how it will, what will happen after this. But because I have this example of people who transformed a very uh, difficult situation uh, out of love, I I know that we can do this in this moment also. So, where I see myself different from other youth in this moment is that. I know that even with all these uh, difficult situations that we are living today, we can do better and we can do different. So, uh, in the middle of the pandemic, what can I do? For the first week, for the first uh, first week in the pandemic, we gathered together a lot of youth to raise awareness and raise money uh, for the street population that what street population would do in the middle of the pandemic. They don't, they cannot stay at home. We always say stay at home. They don't even have a home. So knowing that I can do this, not alone, but with other youth that all also have the same example as me, also believe in the same uh, United world that I do, uh, together we can really do something different.
1: for explaining that uh, Anna you, you know that I started this podcast as a, as a kind of a spin-off of the 100 mile uh, campaign that I'm doing since the last uh, nine years or so um, if I would if you would be asked to walk 100 miles in a week uh, for which course would you walk um, yeah
0: yeah uh, certainly it would be for a united world it can sound like a utopia or sound like something that would never exist. Maybe I won't see it while I am living. Mm. Uh, but really that, that what uh, would make me a hundred mile and more and more. And that's what I've been doing my whole life and what I am certain that I want to continue to do uh, the rest of my life because This idea of this uh, utopia, we build it every day. So a united world in my life, it's built uh, every day as I see the different, see the person who is different Mm -hmm. than me uh, with new eyes. That when I want to get to know the other person, when I want to love the other person, uh, don't matter what she has different from me, if, if it's the religion, if it's the culture or the language or even the race or class or everything. So to be open, to get to know the other and love the other in our daily life, it, it's what will build a more united world. Because then we go through all our um actual problems that it's climate justice or racism or inequality, all these bigger and so uh, difficult problems, we go through them uh, day by day, wanting to build a united world, having this open relationship and loving each other. fortunate enough to actually have been part of the movement Focolare movement since I was born because Mm -hmm. my parents are part of it so they were the one who actually introduced me to the movement so it's kind of curious because now that you ask me this I feel like that I identify myself in my lifetime before as part of the movement and then as Catholic because the Focolare movement was the space that I was always present uh, to get to know other people and to think about my own life and think who I am. And then with this, uh, and also because of the education I had at home, I, I also found myself uh, as a Catholic, but I think I identified before as a member of the and then and then as a, a Catholic. But uh, so today, yes, I am a Catholic.
1: Um, you know, when I walk, uh, either you know, both in person or virtually uh, with my guests, we often talk about religion and spirituality. That's maybe because, you know, walking also has to make you think about, you know, what's the purpose of life and, and, and then religious and spiritual um, yeah, thoughts and ideas come up. Um, but then a very specific conversation is about the younger generation and uh, religion and spirituality. What do you see happening uh, among youth? What are your thoughts and, and what do you see in your community?
0: Um what i see around me is that yes people are um younger people are probably less catholic in brazil yes certainly uh people are less catholic people are less uh spiritualized no mm-hmm. uh the youth that lives uh, around me and that i get Uh, In touch with, they seek for some spirituality. Mm -hmm. If it's in the traditional religions going to temples, no, it's not. Mm -hmm. But they found out in many other practices in life where they can feel that they are spiritualized and they are helping the world in, in some ways. So for example, I have friends that don't have any religion, but they are such an example or on how to fight racism or on how to fight um, global warming. So they, I think we have a very caring eyes for the, for the problems of the world today. Mm -hmm. And we find different ways to mobilize and to fight against these problems that don't always uh, goes through a formal or traditional religion. Mm -hmm. But for sure, i feel that all my friends around me or most of my friends they they look for activities or practices or thinkings or books or example people that help them to be more spiritualized and being part really being part of a community of a society mm-hmm. of the world that they feel that they can change and they will change Uh, the problems that we have, that we face today.
1: And your friends, how do they look at you? You know, you as being part of, of this movement. Yeah, for those
0: friends who always knew me, it's not a surprise. But for for those friends that I got to know, for example, in the university or now at my new job, it's always Mm -hmm. a surprise. How come? How come you're Catholic Mm -hmm. or how come you're part of a, a traditional religion? Do you go to church every Sunday? does it still happen this kind of thing people still do that and I say yes I do and it's nice because it's not only me of course many of my friends they don't they are not part of a traditional religion but I also have a lot of other friends who are part and we are kind Mm -hmm. of this one drop in the ocean, in every place that we go, Um, Mm -hmm. because we have this idea of openness and of really living with the both feet on the world, Uh, we find out ourselves in places and having relationship with people who would never imagine uh, to get to know a Catholic youth, uh, for for example. So... Mm -hmm. It's also nice to to say, yes, you can be a young person and have fun and go out and have friends and work and also have problems and difficult moments uh, and also be a Catholic and also be religious. Uh, Because of the work in Religion for Peace, I'm so grateful to have met a lot of people from different religions, uh, of different countries and whenever I, I don't know, share something on Instagram, my friends are always, oh my god, this is so nice, <laughs> how come you went to that place and you met those, ki- those, those kind of people, so uh, every time I don't have, I, I don't know, every time I have uh Dolph, about something or a faith, doubt, we always have. I think I will have my whole life uh, because it's important also to doubt because we get to know more about our own faith and our own religion. But every time I have a doubt, I think how important it's also the work that I do of being this job in the ocean of, uh, showing people that there are a lot of nice programs and a lot of nice things doing in the religion field mm. that we can see a very um, compromised youth, um, really worried about our, uh, world problems and getting together to do something for it.
1: Mm. No. Um. While you were talking, I heard also, you know, you have certain worries as well, What you know, in terms of what's going on at the moment in the world. I mean, you, you mentioned the pandemic. Um, what are you most worried about at the moment?
0: Mm-hmm. Definitely our future after the pandemic. Uh, currently, I work in a public school. And it has been more than one year that only one third of the children uh, can have access to online classes. So in Brazil, the schools are not open Mm -hmm. and children cannot go to school. But also children from public school, most of them, as I said, only one third have access to Internet. So imagine these children are more than one year Mm. without any education, without any social contact with other children. And unfortunately, that's the situation that we need to live right now. Mm. The pandemic needs us to stay at home Mm -hmm. and to continue our work from home. But in a country such as Brazil with the reality that we live here, uh, a lot of people don't have uh, such privilege or I would say the right to, to get edu- online education. Mm. So I keep on thinking what the future of these children and of these youth will be after we have everyone uh, with the vaccine. I don't know. Mm. I, am, I am trying to work for this right now And I hope I can continue working for that uh, in the next years because I feel that it will be a profound wound in our children and uh, youth in Brazil and for sure all over the world, how many other countries are in the same situation as Brazil or worse. So the future of our children and our youth after the pandemic, it's really what worries me the most today.
1: You are a trained journalist. So um, I understand, you know, you're doing certain uh, activities like your work with the media team of the Religions for Peace. Um, but why did you decide to become a teacher and are not into journalism, you know, working for a newspaper or magazine mm-hmm. or... yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: I was, as a journalist, I was always very interested in the educational field. Mm-hmm. So I was already working as a journalist in, in a university mm-hmm. of uh, education and i felt that for me to do a better work as a journalist i should be at the classroom so i need to be at the school to get to know the reality of the school so after that i can really report and talk about education with property mm-hmm. because i have i will be have lived That Mm -hmm. experience of teaching, of being at the school, of knowing how the students, Mm -hmm. they behave at the class. So it will be something that I will be talking about really from my experience Mm -hmm. and knowing what those other teachers are going through. So when I was working as a journalist, I felt that I liked education Mm -hmm. very much and I understood what those people were going through. I could listen to them and say, yes, I can imagine how Mm -hmm. hard it is, but I've never felt it. So I needed to go to the classroom and really see with my own eyes and Mm -hmm. heart and ears, uh, what is it to be a teacher and what is it to leave education? So I could uh, continue my work as, uh, A journalist with more property.
1: Mm. Okay. So, how many more years do you think you need to be a teacher?
0: (laughs) I am part of this program, Mm -hmm. and it's uh, developing educational leadership. The program have two years of Mm -hmm. of teaching. Mm -hmm. We can extend this for more. How many years we want? Okay right now i am sure that i'll be teaching for 2 years and then let's see what uh, life its surprising me after mm-hmm.
1: that <laughs> <laughs> okay great um, hey we yeah, we talk we talked together about worries where where do you still see hope
0: yeah i like i said my example it's from a woman that found hope in the midst of the second world war. Mm. So we are in the midst of the pandemic and I can only see hope in the relationships I have with other people, with the youth, with my students, with my family. So knowing that I can build relationships with love Around me, I can find hope in one another. In one another, when the other sometimes it's a little bit down, mm-hmm. I can cheer him up, or when I am a little bit down, they can cheer me up. And this only have it, this only happens because there is reciprocal love that mm-hmm. was built uh, in this moment or throughout the years because we are open to each other and we are open to love each other.
1: I really um, like music, so I often have questions about music. Um, If I would ask you to uh, mention a song or a piece of music, that embodies, you know, for a big part, uh, what you are about. Which song would that be?
0: Can it be a Brazilian song? Yes, of <laughs> course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so there's a song called Como Nossos Pais, that in English would be As Our Parents, mm-hmm. uh, from Elis Regina, that talks about the strength and the power of the youth in a difficult time. That was the military dictatorship. So this this song talks about even when we are in these very difficult moments, how we can still get together and be strong and do different. Um, So in this moment, When I listen to this song, I really feel re-energized and ready to uh, do something different with the help of other youth. The
1: the fight against uh, racial injustice has... um, um, yeah, got, gained more uh, momentum, and luckily so. It's a, it's about time. Um, so, you know, I, I work for an NGO, and and through Religions for Peace, you know, you I think you are familiar with the work of of NGOs, and as a journalist as well. Um, do you have an opinion in terms of if you look at the work of NGOs? Um, yeah, what have they? done well or not so good in terms of of racial justice and and um because i am I'm, I'm asking because my own organization is celebrating 75 years uh, of existence and i think it's it's a good time to kind of reflect um on what did we do well and what do we need to do better so yeah do you have some thoughts about that
0: mm-hmm. yeah <clears throat> I think that especially in the Brazilian reality, what we've done wrong for so many years and the NGOs are on it also, is that we simply didn't recognize the racism, the racism, the racial injustice. Brazil was always a very diverse country where we have different skin tones. Racism exists. It's, it's a reality in Brazil. So I think for many, many, many years, uh, people did the wrong thing. That is, don't even recognize that it's a problem. So from the moment that you recognize it's a problem, it, it needs to be your agenda in Brazil and in so many countries in the world it's probably the more important issue or one of the top three more important issue that have to be um have to be discussed and have to have a lot of work on it and then what a, a, a problem that I see always is that a lot of um People who are in the head of this NGO, mm-hmm. they are they are non-black people. Mm-hmm. So, how they can know and care about the situation if they never felt in their own life? So, whether they give more space to uh, black people. Uh, conquer and be in these leadership um, spaces, whether they have a lot of conversations with those people and really focus their eyes on them to understand the reality of what is being uh, a black person in, in Brazil. So I think mostly that that's our that's our Mm -hmm. problem, because Mm -hmm. uh, for so many years ago, we didn't even recognize. And right now we don't have the space for these people to be in the leadership places.
1: is that among the younger generation? Um, it, it's it's uh, increasing uh, issues, but, but how do they try to, to change the equation?
0: I think we are the one doing the hard work actually. Really mm. I truly believe on this because my grandfather, for example, it's too hard to have a conversation with him about this because it's uh, culturally in his mind that white and black people are different or one is less than the other or one is better than the other. So we, the youth, I think we are very open uh, to discuss about this, to listen to one another. And I am so uh, proud and I am so impressed and I don't know, they are really, I really admire uh, the black young generation that lives here in Brazil nowadays because they are so strong to keep talking about this, sharing their feelings, their struggles uh, because they want to go out and, and they want to talk about and they want to, they want people to know that they can do so much and they can go and then can, they can uh, go to places that someday someone told them they cannot. So I think the youth generation in Brazil and probably all over the, all over the world is doing such a hard work uh, for it because People are listening to us. People are discussing about this, and that's because someone was brave enough to go out and say, that's not right. We want to make it different. I am capable, I can do it, and I will get there. So yes.
1: Great. So we have we, we, we both agree that there is still a lot of hope and, and um, yeah, a, you know a lot of light there. Uh, even during these difficult times Um, my my last question to you Anna is is, um, you know is there a message or an invitation or a question for the listeners of this podcast from you
0: Uh, in any age you are if you are youth or if you're elder or just an adult you still can be Uh, so brilliant and bold, don't give up. I mean, we still have so much to do. Uh, The world needs you, our society needs you, so go look around, see in your community, see around the people who most need you and do something about it, help them. Sometimes it's a person of your family that you cannot even open your eyes to see a person who needs help in your own family. Sometimes it's a friend, sometimes it's someone from, from your work, or sometimes it's um, a person who lives in the streets. So just open your eyes and uh, be brave and bold.
1: Thank you so much, uh, uh, Anna. And, and actually, your... Your, your last words um, remind me also of a, of a song, of a, of a Brazilian song, um, although it was a Brazilian singer. I, I don't know if it's – I think it's also a Brazilian song. It's it's one of my favorite singers, and that's Flora Purim. Um, and she sang a song, Open Your Eyes and You Can Fly. Mm-hmm. Um, if you don't know the song, you should check it out. It's a really beautiful song. Um yeah, thank you thank you so much for you know spending your willingness to spend time with me and and share uh, your experience and your opinion with me and the listeners um yeah good good luck with with everything you do and um yeah all the best
0: thank you thank you maurice it was such a pleasure to meet you thank you so much
1: okay bye run bye Thank you for listening to walk, talk, listen. Please check us out on www.hundredmile.org or follow us on Facebook or Instagram.